This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Let me begin this economic update with a little story for you today. You know, I'm not an economist. I'm going to tell you a funny story about my credentials on this subject matter or lack thereof. But the fact of the matter is, uh, particularly during my real estate career, I watched the, the economic news very, very carefully. And, you know, there's a saying, go where you're valued. The story I want to tell you kind of falls in that same realm, uh, but the opposite. <laughs> Stay away from where you're not welcome. It is a very true investment principle. If you are going to go into an unwelcome, hostile territory, whether it be competitors or regulatory agencies or the neighbors or all of the above in some cases, you better fully be prepared to know what you're going into and uh, be prepared to, to take the lickings of the wounds that come with it. I bought a property up in a place um, uh, called Whitehall, Pennsylvania. The Lehigh Valley Mall is located there, just outside of Allentown. It kind of services that Allentown market up there. And I was warned, oh, was I warned, that the dealing with Whitehall Township was not fun, that the township really had no regard uh, for business and, and taxpayers. The money came in from the mall. And what I found out firsthand is particularly the fire company, but also a goofy setup with the police and the police pension and the political influence over all that. It was corrupt as hell. And I'll skip through the details, but we got screwed royally. I kind of forget. It's been a while. I remember saying it cost us so much money, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Let's just put it that way. It was a deal that I really didn't want to do. At the time, there was a lot of pressure to get a deal done. And the price was right, but it stretched us too thin. And um, that's what forced our hand. Basically, we were either going to cut bait on that deal or lose our whole business. And obviously, we chose to, what do you say, the the chicken who turns and runs lives to uh, fight another day. So... Um, what does that say about my economic background, you could say? Uh, it's going to tie in with a lot of what I want to tell you. I don't think you're getting a proper economic update in the news. We are in big trouble. There's concerning signs. But I've said, continue to have said, that my personal prediction is that there's not going to be some cataclysmic shift, some great depression or something like that. I didn't say it couldn't happen. It could absolutely happen, though. I think all the metrics are supportive of that. And maybe I'll get into that a little bit here. But before I do, I wanted to just share this with you. This is the uh, podcast description for today. AI generated. Once upon a time, a podcaster shared their thoughts on the state of the economy. They didn't believe a recession was imminent and they felt strongly about this. However, they also believed that inflation would continue, despite claims that it had leveled out. 
They noted that there was plenty of cash available at the moment, but cautioned that de-dollarization was not a one-step process and would take time to fully unfold. Only time will tell if their predictions hold true, but for now, these insights provide valuable food for thought. I would I agree with the conclusion. It would not create what I wanted it to create. That's a little doggone freaky, my friends. You say to me, well, you're using it then. I'm learning it. I'd rather know it than not. I like to keep my enemies, my friends close, my enemies closer, if you know what I'm saying. So I don't believe that a recession will happen now, and I feel pretty strongly about it. I have felt strongly about it. What's my evidence to support that theory? Um, that there's still a ton of money out there. I keep telling you this, that still the COVID-1 money hasn't been fully spent. You've got, uh, and, and this is not a straight line, it's not entirely true, but most small business owners, uh, hosp- many hospitals, not all, many universities, um, many other uh, uh, industries, what have you, flush with cash. Tons of money. The community college here is building a new stadium, uh, a soccer stadium, for God's sake. It's all I hear are these big projects, despite the costs, continue, continuing to add to the inflation, which I say is likely to continue for the same reason, despite Joe Biden saying it's leveled out and the AI obviously correcting me there that that can't possibly be true. I don't know. You go look at what stuff, you go look at what's left in your bank account at the end of the day. I'm just telling you. Maybe it's my spending habits. Sure, it seems like things have gone up. Oil's down. What's going to happen when oil doubles again? They're planning on it. Maybe they're wrong. I know when I locked in my oil, the futures were like $11 a gallon or some crazy number. And I'm not sure that despite the current prices that those futures are trading at any lower numbers. I don't know. I don't know. And yes, only time will tell to be sure. I'm just trying to give you my gauge. And, um, and and it's very simply that well as far as the de-dollarization why I say you won't see a cataclysmic shift well that'll be the trigger or could be the trigger a trigger you know where the, the dollar isn't used as the world's reserve currency anymore well uh, as I've said before with any of this it's really hard to to correct it because it's everywhere and it's not like you can just flip a switch very very difficult to to make these kind of changes. Probably why it usually takes a war to get it done. I don't know. Um, but this de-dollarization, it's going to happen over time. And uh, for that reason, I think that our my economic forecast is we're in the 1970s again. Lots of old debt from 2006. Uh, commercial loan debt, business debt, certainly government debt. Lots of debt, lots of cost to that debt out there. Are they going to lower interest rates? I don't see any indication of that, do you? And that would probably likely be Trump's economic plan to force the Fed to lower interest rates. I don't know if they would. Now, at the same time, you know, you may say that that prediction is somewhat rosy. I don't know why the AI is, um, you know, knocking me for that. Well, because they're trying to get Uncle Joe reelected, and so they say the economy's good. Weather, bad. Economy, good. <laughs> Everything that Joe can control is good. Everything that he can't is bad, okay? That's kind of how that goes. So 
in reality, so I, that's my prediction, 70s inflation and problems. You know, whether it's gas line, you know, lines, uh, pumps at the gas, uh, lines at the gas pumps or, um, you know, uh, all the things we saw in the 70s, riots, protests, threats of war, very doom and gloom. Uh, certainly the ushering in of the age of the impact of TV on news. You'd see these uh, images. I remember these gas, they're long lines. I, I remember waiting for gas, but not in any like four-hour line or anything. And I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying it didn't happen. And don't forget what I said, that this debt load is massive, massive. And interest rates are still low. People are screaming, what are we at? I don't even know, 7% for a mortgage or something like that. That's nothing. I paid... Um, my first house, the early 90s, was it during coming out of the 1990s recession? I feel like I paid uh, 12%. No, I paid, I think I paid 8% for my first house, 8%. My second house, I paid 11%. Uh, but that was mainly, it went up because uh, I sold a business and was starting a job and couldn't verify my income. I refinanced it a year later at seven and an eighth. And I had that mortgage for many, many years, almost uh, 15 years. Um, Finally, I refinanced it down at 4%, and our current mortgage is, uh, call it two and a half, something like that. I'll never see those rates again probably in my lifetime, and I'll never want to get rid of it. It literally... Uh, rather than paying off the mortgage, it's um, be more beneficial for me to um, take the cash and uh, roll it over in CDs, which is what I've been doing. Be a little bit of a tax gain on that, but it's still worth it. Making money on the VIG, beautiful thing, right? It's not the economy's not bad for everybody. We're not doing great, I, you know. You heard me, and just to give you my honest take on it personally. Um, in, I saw when Trump was spending for COVID, I was like, here comes the inflation. Uh, I locked in my oil contract for two years. That's since expired. I stocked up on everything I could, shoes, pants, anything that made sense. I've since pretty much exhausted all that, okay? Um, been about three years. So I did about three years. Then, boy, I'm glad I did. I'm gonna. I was just looking. at it. I'm gonna need to replace some of those things soon. Now I'm gonna have to go out and buy. The shoe costs have doubled. The pants, I'm not sure. I wear Duluth pants and Merrill shoes pretty much. Exclu- I, you know, obviously I have other things, but that's pretty much my my daily go-to. Other than you know, times like this when the climate's threatening to kill us, when it's so hot. <laughs> Did you listen to the podcast yesterday? <laughs> The heat. How dramatic can they get <laughs> when the heat wraps around you like an oven mitt? <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't write headlines very well. It's not my shtick. Let me. I'll start horsing around and be horsed around for an, an hour, and I don't want to do that. I actually want to keep this podcast pretty short because who wants to talk about the economy? Here, let me tell you what you need to do. All right, uh, save money. Live within your means and don't carry a lot of debt. That's your economic plan. Very simple. Now, you get into trouble, which happens for a variety of reasons, right? I'm going to give you my take on where we're at economy-wise, but let me just tell you my thoughts. 
save money, keep your debt. I've always tried to do that. I've had carried big debts before um, and had to get through that. It's not a lot of fun. I can tell you that. You know, try to avoid. I'll never likely do that again in my life. I have my mortgage, and that's it. I'm 52, and uh, I'm not planning on borrowing any money. Could it happen? I don't know, but it, uh, I, I can't see that that would be the case, really. There would be some other reason why we would be leveraging it or something like that, but I, even then, I really couldn't imagine wanting to do it. Not at all. If I if there was something that I endeavored to do, I would pay cash or I likely wouldn't do it. Honest to goodness. Uh, I just, I, I lived that life, you know. We, had, we were carrying millions of dollars in uh, commercial real estate mortgages, um, monthly payments in the tens of thousands a month, and it's very stressful. We had acres of roof, huge responsibility, and uh, I just don't want that kind of driving an hour and 15 minutes up and back and meet with a tenant that doesn't show up, and it's just, it's draining, it really is. You think, ah, oh, real estate investor, and uh, it's not easy. It's a lot of responsibility, a lot comes with it. But uh, saving money, keeping debt low, Live within your means. What do you do when you get in trouble? Do the same thing. Start saving your pennies. You know, if you can put away five bucks a week and at least, you know, by the summer you go, at least I got an extra couple hundred bucks I put away. You know, at least I can I have a buffer I can fill. At least I know I can buy food and fill my gas tank. If you, if you got nothing, I don't know, you know, or something in between. You got a lot of debt. You know, work on the low-hanging fruit. What can you pay off to reduce the payment? Or how can you get it to a point that you can refinance it? What are your options? Pick up a little overtime or side work if you have to. Hunker down. Don't spend a penny on anything. It's not hard. You know, make make uh, being a penny pincher popular again. I remember when I was growing up, my, my mom uh, clipping coupons frantically, bragging about how much she saved. Why don't we bring back that? You don't even hear it talked about anymore. Where's the great deals? The news has just become garbage. It really has. And even with our own government, that everything's throw money at the problem, which is why we're having the problems that we are in the first place. Nobody wants to do the work. Nobody wants to think. You're not allowed to anymore. And we wonder why we're having these issues. I don't know. There's a bunch of articles here. I don't really feel like going into it. If you're interested in uh, checking it out, uh, it's in the show notes. Rand Paul said fake conservatives agree to fake spending cuts. Deal will increase mandatory spending 5%, increase military spending 3%, and maintain current non-military discretionary spending at post-COVID levels. The, the COVID was the largest expansion uh, of government um, since the new, the new Deal. And that's really what this whole political initiative was about the expansion of government i don't know norway proposes a 40 percent gender quota for large and mid-sized unlisted firms so this ties back with the um <clears throat> what is it esg requirements or whatever this weird draconian self-imposed developed by the world economic forum and blackrock and klaus schwab i guess who knows that they're going to just bring a new level of justice to the world. People invest to find a new level of justice. The convolutions of government and corporations has gotten so goofy that it appears that the corporations have complete control at this point. 
Pretty freaky, really. But here's the other thing I wanted to say about this. What did I say? Stay out of places that are hostile for investing. This country has become hostile to small business and investment. You know, you think it's funny that, that Target, you know, puts up this LGBT nonsense and the, and the talk, the, the talk, the stock tanks and ha ha ha, you fools. It's an economic destruction. I, I could point this out on a million things. I feel like I talked about it recently. The best one to me is McDonald's ruining breakfast. Absolutely. The Egg McMuffin was, quite frankly, one of the greatest, not the only, all right, but one of the greatest on-the-go breakfast sandwiches ever. I remember in my peak as a teenager, I'd eat five of them. I can't stand the taste of the nasty thing. How, they made the, the ham so thin. It's not a, like all the portion, it's like a little bit smaller. I guess they shaved like a half a cent out of everything. And it doesn't seem to be the same English muffin to me, let alone slip on a little butter on there. You know, you need a little fat with your protein for God's sake, especially in the morning. That's what makes a breakfast sandwich good. I don't know, the steak, egg, and cheese bagel I used to kind of like, but the bagels they had, I don't know, I can't eat that stuff. Breakfast, McDonald's had the lock on it. All they had to do was focus on doing a good job with that. And and you know what? The the ESG part would have sorted itself out. It really would have. I don't know. I don't get it. These companies are destroying themselves. Does it come as any surprise when, when people are destroying their own children? The children are destroying themselves and proud of it. We celebrate it. We give them a flag. Think about the, that that at a second. That you have young people, children, destroying their lives, destroying their God-given identity, and we celebrate it with a national holiday and give them a flag. Tell me how disgusting that is. Tell me how this country hasn't delved into the, something that, that's starting to teeter on, on the level of, of, uh, of Nazi Germany and the concentration camps. Dystopian to say the least, but just to stay on point. It's hostile to do business here. Uh, and you could go the other way. How do you know you're not going to turn around? You're going to get sued. <clears throat> or are you going to worry that, um, that Chinese are going to rip off your, your great invention? That A ton of that is high. Or some big corporation. I think it's, what is his name, Kevin O'Leary? They'll gobble you up like the, like the fish that you are, however he puts it. You come up with some great idea. You know, the latest widget, and next thing you know, uh, some big producer stamping them out in China for a nickel apiece, and your, you know, your business is nothing. Dog-eat-dog dog world, to be sure. Well, there used to be protections of this kind of thing. Antitrust laws, government that maintained a fair playing field. Now the government's been bought off by the corporations. But you're not safe anywhere. What do you do? Very difficult. Be very responsible and keep very well uh, diversified, I say. That's all you can do. Uh, a little bit of precious metals. I wouldn't go nuts with the gold and silver. A little bit of cash, a little bit of foreign investment, a little bit of land, a little bit of stock, and hope for the best in that regard. I wouldn't go into any of this Bitcoin stuff. I'll tell you that. I know some of these big names, Glenn Beck, 
and many others pushing, pushing, pushing. Does Dave Ramsey push digital? I don't think so. I'm going to go with Dave Ramsey. I know he's not everybody's favorite, but solid financial advice. It's not complicated. Everybody wants to, math is not complicated, and it's not racist either. You can work in your favor. It's all the same. We all operate under the same numerical principles, as a matter of fact. It's just people don't want to make the changes. I get it. Look, I overspend. I'm just looking at my budget the other day. I'm like, man, I told myself I wanted to stick to this much spending a month, and I'm like 50% over budget. Concerning, to say the least. I feel like there was something I was going to say earlier that I didn't say. Was there? I don't know. But uh, be careful with your money, I would say. Most of the big names, well, I saw um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad guy. He was saying, you know, don't buy anything right now. And then he went digital. I'm not even certain. I just saw like a YouTube thumbnail. I could be wrong. I hope I am. I'm thinking, I know Glenn Beck, like I said, big on the, If I'm going to tell you right now, you start investing in that stuff, you're gambling. Just keep that in mind. I would, I would liken that more to gambling than I would investing. And everybody's a genius when the values are going up. I know this well from real estate. They say it's easy to make money building houses. Even a hairdresser could do it. And they have school teachers, hairdressers, many other professions getting into home building, home sales, home construction. It's amazing when the values are going up. Everybody's a genius. But find the guy who's been through the cycles and been able to survive that. And you'll see a whole different way of thinking and a whole different financial foundation. And you can do the same thing. Anyway, that's my prediction. 1970s all over again. Stock up. Prepare yourself. Diversify. Cash. Solar lights. Uh, I'm not going to say. Like I said, I don't see this big pending doom. It's summertime. Uh, Things will get worked out. But in the meantime, we're going through a really, really rough patch. Could it get worse? It could. Either way, the answer for you, my friend, is the same, right? Prepare as best you can. Diversify to spread out the risks. Hey, God willing, I don't know. I might come back on Sunday. We'll see. This has been a while since I did five five podcasts in a row. And um, it's, you know, it's summer, but there's a little bit of a rhythm going. A little bit of excitement in the audience. I don't want to jinx it. I'm not going to talk about it. Maybe I'll see you Sunday, if not Monday for sure. I'll see you soon. God willing, make it a great day.